That's why the bar is set high today. Customers are smarter than before. They know what good service is. They, they know what they can get from other companies. And when they don't get it from this company, they get disappointed. I call that the experience gap. Welcome to the Conversations That Matter podcast from Uniform, the podcast that dives into real conversations that are happening in contact centers around the world. Here you'll experience exciting interviews with well-known thought leaders, hear compelling stories from industry experts, gain fresh insights on contact center best practices and more. So grab a beverage and tune in as we get real with Conversations That Matter. Welcome back to another episode of Conversations That Matter, a podcast from Unifor. I'm your host, Randy Sar. In today's episode, we continue our conversation with customer service expert, Shep Hyken. In part one, we discuss best practices, as well as how customer experience can be a philosophy and really a cultural movement at a company. In part two, we dive into AI, as well as some practical tips on how to deal with irate customers. And we know we've all dealt with that. So enjoy this podcast. And as always, Make sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. Take care. Now, this is great. It's a good conversation. So uh, the next one, um, as you know, customers have a wealth of information and data in front of them. They are sometimes smarter than the brand that they're calling into or that they're interacting with. At least they think they are. Uh, they, they think they are. <laughs> I, I mean, I do this uh, to a bike shop, to, say, Peloton, uh, whoever, <laughs> whoever it is. To Amazon, so they expect more, right? And and I think they also, at least this is how I feel, that we're comparing the services that they receive based upon an amazing experience that we had at another company. Like it should be the same. This other company did this. Why can't you do that? That's what happens too. That's why the bar is set high today. Customers yeah. are smarter than before. They know what good service is. They they know what they can get from other companies, and when they don't get it from this company, they get disappointed. I, I call that the experience gap. Yeah, no, that's a great that's a great term. So the question that I have, I mean, related to that is how can data and AI help the customer service experience and meet those expectations? So that's that's the question. It's like the data is there for for companies that are calling in, and AI hopefully can help kind of boost. Sure, sure. So AI is great, and and a lot of times people think AI is there to support the customer in the form of a chat bot. Okay. AI is also used by companies to interpret data faster than the human can interpret data. But I believe the same as a customer would use AI and a chatbot, why not give the opportunity for the agent to use AI in a chatbot that's agent to computer, not customer to computer? Make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. And the reason is, is because oftentimes, and I'll give you an example, I bought a computer and then I needed a docking station. And my question was, does the docking station, when you plug in the computer and now you can use a keyboard, an external monitor and a mouse, will it also charge the computer? That was my question. Will the docking station charge the computer? So the little chat bot box opens up. I type in my question and the response is, which computer do you want to buy? Not which computer do I have? Which computer do I want to buy? I already have the computer. I'm interested in the docking station, will it charge the computer when I attach it to the docking station? Or do I need a separate charging device? Yeah. Next response, what computer are you interested in buying? Same same question as before. Well, it's obvious. So what's happened is apparently either the chatbot's a really bad chatbot or I am not phrasing the question properly. 
So now I'm frustrated. So I'm going to call the agent. The agent may know the answer off the top of their head, but also the agent may know because of training, may know exactly how to ask that question to get the right answer. So the nice thing is that support can go to the agent and then the agent can interpret based on who their customer is and a little bit of information they have, a few extra questions they might ask, they can give that customer the exact right answer. Now, Here's what else is really cool about AI and supporting the agent. If we are the type of company that has thousands of customers, and many of the people listening do yep. uh, to the show, if we have that, the, the artificial intelligence will not only be able to help me give the customer a better question, but it'll also help me know who that customer is. It'll look at history. It'll look at buying patterns. It'll look at support patterns. And it'll tell me a lot about this customer that I didn't know or couldn't get even by asking a few questions. That's a really important piece. Second thing is the AI can also look at this customer and say, this customer is just like 2,000 other customers who have bought the same products, who have called about this exact situation. Not only this, they're asking this question. Here's the next question they're going to ask. Here's the next product that you should suggest selling to them. So there's so much benefit to AI supporting the agent versus the customer that I think we need to really take a close look as, as to how we're using AI. When it comes to AI and automation, I mean, that's something that, that we work on a lot with our clients. And from your perspective, when you think of automation and customer service, what is the first word that comes to mind from an organization perspective? Uh, well, you know, chatbot. Yeah. And how about from a customer perspective? From a, well, that's what I think. As a customer, customer there's, I'm am now digitally getting my experience rather than human to human. But automation would mean also, I mean, it would be easy for me to log on, get information quickly. Amazon. So I mean, you're you're probably talking to the wrong person because I'm too I'm too much into the industry to be able to give you a true example. <laughs> yeah. But one of the reasons people love Amazon is because the moment they make a purchase. It confirms they made the confer- the purchase. Yeah, that's right. It then lets them know when it's been shipped. It gives them the tracking information. So it's automated, yet it's also putting some control into the customer's head. And I'll tell you why this is real important in just a moment. I, I call it like the airline information example. And then, of course, when the shipment arrives, sometimes depending upon where it's, you know, the person who delivers it takes a picture of it. And now you get an email that says, it's arrived. This is your door. Here's your package. If it's yep. not there, somebody stole it. No, <laughs> no, I don't know. But seriously, I want you to think about the information that we provide customers through this automated process is a great service experience. If you've ever been to an airport and many times you are waiting for your flight and you know the flight's supposed to take off at three o'clock in the afternoon. Well, it's now 2.45 and the plane's not even here yet, Yeah. right? And the agent hasn't said, attention in the gate area, the plane's going to be late. No, at this point, they'd say, attention in the gate area, in case you haven't looked at your watch. <laughs> no, they shouldn't even go there. What they should say is at about 2.15, not 2.45, 15 minutes before the flight, they should say, hey, everybody, it looks like your inbound plane is going to be a little bit late. It will be arriving today at 2.50. Now, we're going to get all those people off the plane, and we'll get you on by whatever time. You've just given me information. That means I'm not going to have to go to the agent and ask them. And by the way, if the agent would do that, 
it would eliminate 50 people asking the agent the same question. How is it that the agent doesn't still, it blows my mind that certain airline agents won't recognize the value of getting on the loudspeaker and making that announcement. (laughs) Now, let's say there's a mechanical, all right? Now I'm worried. The plane is on the ground. I'm supposed to get on the plane, but it's nobody's boarding. The agent comes on and says, we have a problem with the plane. Maintenance is looking at it. It's a little switch. It shouldn't be a big deal, but here's what I'm going to do. So nobody has to come up and ask me what's happening. Unless you are worried about connecting to a flight, every 10 minutes, I'm going to come back on. I'm going to give you an update. That update may be nothing has changed, but if I have anything to know, you're going to know every 10 minutes. Guess what happens? Everybody goes, ah, someone's in control. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't have to worry about it anymore. And you see what, what what's happened is we've given, we've created this uh, information base for the customer, creating this confidence. Yeah, and obviously that's what, that's what Amazon does when they automate that confirmation process. They give the customer information. Customers love information. Yeah, uh, so do I. Yep. All right. So uh, we're going to go to a segment we call Your Posts. What do they mean? It's my uh, Jimmy uh, Fallon uh, pre-skit uh, okay. <laughs> singing. <laughs> so we're going to talk about uh, tweets that you've written uh, where we find out what that post is, is all about. So the first one that we have that's not me, by the way. That's that's my buddy Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy and I used to work together, uh, and one of the things that that he talks about is and that that he talks about is the CX question of the day. So he's been doing that quite often, uh, working with the CX accelerator, and they're a great group. So you wrote in, in your tweet, uh, you may not be able to make every customer happy, but you should still work towards showing you care, even if the customer is a troll. You can still be respectful. And it's not just about fixing a problem. It's about restoring confidence. That was like last week's question. It was. I remember that. It's like, what if the customer is a troll? So I believe customers are not always right. In other words, you know, you've heard that the customer is always right. Yeah. Wrong. They're not. They're not always right. But they're always a customer. So you want to let them be wrong with dignity and respect. If they're a troll and they're just trying to cause trouble, you take the high road and you do what you can to essentially show some respect and leave the door open. And there, I mean, the use of the word troll is, you know, that means different things to different people. I'm yeah. just going to say that this is the customer that doesn't seem to be, that just wants to complain, 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 complain right? They're not looking for an answer or resolution. <laughs> yeah. So I think the first uh, thing is that you're going to show that, by the way, my buddy, Jay Bear, who you should have on the show, if you haven't already had on the show, he says that when it comes to uh, customer service on social media, where you know customers post and then companies respond, yeah. it becomes a spectator sport because <laughs> anybody it can does. watch this, right? Oh, right? Yeah. So we want to watch. We want to see, number one, we want to see a quick response. Number two, we want to see an acknowledgement and some type of an apology and an offer to get something fixed. When the customer starts to see, a not that customer, but when other customers start to see that this company's really trying to take care of this person. This person seems to be a chronic complainer. They're being a little unreasonable. That's what we hope that others see as we respond properly to this person who you don't ever seem to want to make, never seems to want to be happy. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, with social media, what I manage and what I've done in the past, and I've seen great results is that as long as you respond and as long as you acknowledge, as long as you're kind of open about the, the conversation, then people start having a real conversation instead of just really just yep. trolling or just really complaining. So. so one of the things 
you know, I kind of alluded to this before. I have certain ways of engaging customers that I think are important. And I talked a little bit about the question, hey, you call me because you hope that I can help you with your problem. That is a great question. I, I, I call it the that's right question. And it's it's a diffusion of anger question. And so what I want to do is, Randy, if you come at me and you say, hey, I'm really upset and, you know, I'm trying to start the conversation off. First thing I want to do is two things, acknowledge and apologize, you know, and you can do them in either order. I'm, first of all, thank you for bringing that to my attention. I can understand why you would be upset. I would be upset if that happened to me as well. I want to apologize. This isn't the way our company likes to do business. Something like that, you know, and those aren't the exact words, but you get the idea. Yeah, totally. The next thing that comes out of my mouth can be a question. So the reason you picked up the phone, you've waited on hold, and I apologize. You know, I, I know it was only a few minutes, but I wish we could have connected immediately. The reason you called me today is because you hope someone like me can take care of the problem. Is that right? You're going to say, that's right. I'm going to say, yes, I'm your guy today. Okay. And so let's go ahead and dive into this so I get a complete understanding. Yeah. I am getting you to be on my side. I've asked you some questions. You've said yes to my, by the way, it's okay if they say no, if no is the correct answer. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, but you want them to be, you want to be able to acknowledge that whatever the answer they give you is a correct answer. And because when you start to get them in, it's just a technique to get you into alignment with this person. You know, it's like a conversation starter, a thought starter, just, you know, move you into alignment. And once you're there and this person really believes it, uh, that you're there to take care of them and and you've been properly trained and empowered to deliver. True. We've got it. Yep. Yeah, no, that's totally true. It's, they they see a path, right? The yep. path, they know where the end is and they see that you're going to take them there to the promised land, as they say. The promised land. All right. Uh, we talk a lot about hold times and eliminating them. And so I love this tweet that you have, you know, eliminating long hold times. Don't waste your customer's time. If you must make them wait, let them know for how long and give them the option of being called back. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think this is pretty standard. Nobody wants to wait on hold. This is a total waste of time. You know, you, you could have asked me a question earlier in the conversation when you asked me about a bad experience turned good. I could tell you about a bad experience that got worse. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah. and, and it was all due to the hold times. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, I, I was put on hold. And I was not told how long the hold would be. And after over an hour, and you got music playing, so I'm doing my work while the music's playing. It just disconnects. Yeah. Oh, that's happened so many times. Yeah. How frustrating is that? So we've got to start all over again. So there's technology out there that, number one, that says, hey, your hold time is going to be such and such. There are X number of callers in front of you, your caller number, whatever. And every few minutes, it comes back to confirm that I'm moving up the queue. Back to that airline example. Every 10 minutes, or get on the loudspeaker and tell me what's going on, even if nothing new is going on. And I feel better about the whole situation, right? Okay. So the same thing is happening there. But, you know, and then, of course, the option of the callback is great. And when it's your turn or the callback at a predetermined time after, I mean, AI is able to determine, you know, we've got X number of callers on hold. We've got X number of agents. We know how long the average call is. We know about how long it's going to take for us to get back to you. That's easy. Provide the information, give them the options, and it will be great. Now for a short break, let's learn more about Unifor. Unifor is the global leader in conversational service automation. The company's vision is to disrupt an outdated customer service model 
by bridging the gap between human and machine using voice, AI, and automation so that every voice on every call is truly heard. For more information about Unifor, go to www.unifor.com, email podcast at unifor.com, or tweet at Unifor. Now back to the podcast. All right. So next one was just kind of near and dear to our culture and kind of how, how I've been taught is just giving back, right? Why not become part of a cause or participate in a, in a charity? Customers love when they, when the places they do business will give back. It's a good karma. I mean, it's not just good karma. It's, it's something that you're taught. At least I was taught early, early on from my parents in terms of giving back to the community. Yeah. And so you mentioned The Cult of the Customer, which is the most recent book, which is actually a re-release of a book I wrote 12 years ago with updated stats and facts. But one of the guys in that book that I profile is Richard Branson. Okay. Richard Branson has, you know, Virgin Airlines and quite a few other companies. But one of the companies he has is Virgin Unite, which is the charitable arm of Virgin and the, I don't know, millions of dollars that they've raised for charity. And it's not that you have to raise millions. You have to show that you care about something beyond yourself because some some customers will rally behind you and be your, your customer and be a part of your, your community because they love what your charity is. Others just love that you're willing to participate and give back at any level. And I'll give you an example of one that's really powerful about how, how important this is. First of all, philanthropy in an organization is altruistic, but at the same time, it's a marketing expense. Let's just put it right out there. It's really nice when we do these things. And I'll give you a great example. So one of my clients is a retail chain and their uh, stores are actually owned by individual owners. They're, some of them are fairly small, 15,000 square feet. And every once in a while, a large big box store will pop up right next to them. That's 150,000 square feet. Now, this happened in Houston, Texas, just outside of Houston. Store has been there for years. Big box store goes up 10 times the size. Their advertising budget, though, isn't 10 times the advertising budget. For every dollar that this original small store spent on marketing and advertising through media, this big box store spends $30, 30 times more for every dollar. This, so this is what the guy does. I can't afford to compete in this level. Yeah. So I'm going to just stop advertising altogether. You know what I'm going to do instead? I'm going to take all that money and I'm going to start sponsoring little kids, baseball teams and soccer teams. I'm going to go, if the church is having a dance, I'll pay for the sodas, you know, or whatever, you know, I'll get involved in the community at a give back community level. And that's how I'm going to spend my marketing dollars. There you go. And he was wildly successful with this strategy. That's awesome. That's so awesome to hear. Love that. It's good karma. I like that. I wrote that. (laughs) All right. So more people need to do it. Give back. (laughs) All right. Next one is not from you, but I just wanted to kind of end on this. Uh, Never understood why good customer service was so hard ever. (laughs) This comes from from David. Uh, Looks like he was tweeting United, which, you know, I can understand. I'm a been a United fan for a long time. So, oh wow, the airlines—they do have a tough time, don't they? And even when they do it right, I mean, I happen to be very happy with my airline. Yeah. So uh, they've done good for me, and you know, there's no doubt. Every once in a while, I'm upset. So here's the thing about customer service: it's not rocket science. It's common yeah. sense that unfortunately is not so common. And what happens is uh, there's processes and that are put in place to protect the companies 
from a few, a tiny, tiny percentage, maybe even less than 1% of the customers that are out there are evil. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll steal from you. Um, yeah. So I'll give you a great example. Uh, guitar Center, one of my favorite stores to go to. You, you, we yeah, talked a little it. about I play guitar. Yeah. And, and Guitar Center used to have a system that when you walked in, there was a desk and there was somebody behind the desk saying, let me, if, you're, if you've got a bag or purse, yeah, yeah. if you've got a box with an item, they look at it, they inventory it. And on the way out, they check to make sure it's the same so everything in the box is the same as what yeah, you came yeah, in with. You know, yeah, basically, they're checking to see if you're going to steal. I can't remember how many millions of dollars that they spent to keep people from stealing. Okay, but whatever they were spending was far more than was actually being stolen in dollars. So you understand what was happening? They were inconveniencing every single customer that walked through their doors for the sins of a few, and we have to be very, very careful that we don't trap ourselves in that. So the airlines, unfortunately, you know, I always tell people, it doesn't matter if it's an airline. If you call a support number and you don't like the answer that you got, you really believe in your heart that you're right. Not that you're angry and you think you're, you know, should get a, you know, you know, uh, milk blood from a stone. But if you really think you're (laughs) right, say, thank you, hang up the phone, call back, get another agent, because you'll probably get a different answer. Because if you really think that you're right and they're wrong in your heart, there's a chance that this person isn't being properly trained to empathize and be flexible where others might be able to, which is one of the reasons you sometimes speak to a supervisor who is able to make things happen. And that bothers me because here's my take on this. If you're an agent, frontline agent at the airline, in person or on the phone uh, dealing or even on a chat, we should empower our people. And if we, and there's this philosophy that's in one of my books that says one to say yes and two to say no. One to say yes means I'm on the front line. I get to say yes. But if I can't say yes and I think I have to say no, now I got to go get permission from my manager. However, if I'm confronted with a situation that I haven't been uh, confronted with before, but common sense tells me I should be able to do this, I'm thinking to myself, it's not going to hurt the company. It's going to make the customer happy. It's not going to cost us any money. Why shouldn't we be able to do this, right? I'm going to go ahead and do it. Then I'm going to go back to my manager and say, this is what I did today. Did I do right? And if the manager says, that's beautiful, then I know that I can do that from now on. I don't ever have to say anything. The manager should be smart and say, I'm going to share this with the rest of the team so they know what to do. The manager might say, that was a really great thing to do. You know what I do? One other thing on top of this, I might consider doing when this situation for the next time. But no matter what, this agent will never have to go back to his or her manager to ever ask that same question again. And we will build up a knowledge base within our our agents' heads, as well as we'll start to create processes on paper that show there's a line in the sand you don't want to cross, but everybody's allowed to get right up to the line if necessary. Yeah, that's very true. Repetitive motion, yep. always, and no matter whether it's in call centers or or sports, it. You know, practice makes perfect, right? Yep. And, and so perfect practice makes perfect. <laughs> That's exactly right. There you go. So uh, one other comment I want to make on this is that I actually did a very, very short speech. And I jokingly said to my client, my client says, you know what? We're running out of time. I don't think you're going to have any time to get up there. I go, well, I can do the speech. I know I'm supposed to do 40 minutes, but why don't I do this speech? Uh, will you give me 15, 20 seconds? Sure. What are you going to do in 15, 20 seconds? Watch. I walked out. I took the applause. I only have a very short time to talk to you about customer service. Two words, be nice. Mic drop, 
walk off the stage. <laughs> Two words. <laughs> that that's it. how long the speech is. That's so awesome. be nice is really common sense. But the reality of it is it takes a lot to be nice. You've got to be polite. Please. Thank you. You got to remember to say those things. We have certain ways of, of empathizing and the ways we are taught to empathize. All of that goes toward the be nice category. There's a lot to being nice rather than just being nice. Nice. Exactly. <laughs> totally. So I hope this is helpful. Yeah. This has been super helpful. I appreciate the time today. It's really been an honor talking to speaking to you. Uh, I've followed you for a while on LinkedIn and, and Twitter's and seen a lot of your videos. And so it's been great. Thank you. So to uh, kind of close off, I want to give you the airwaves. Uh, tell people how to connect with you if they want to connect with you. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. So hyken.com, H-Y-K-E-N.com, easiest way to go. Shep.tv. If you want my YouTube channel, there's more than 600 videos. All these customer service tips. Enjoy them. Show them at your meetings. Make them you know, conversation starters to hopefully do- deliver better service. When you're at hiking.com, there's a report that I just came out with. It's called the 2020 ACA, which stands for Achieving Customer Amazement. And it's my version of a study on what's driving a better experience. Customers, they are willing to switch faster than ever if you don't give them that experience. What are they willing to pay more for? It's convenience, specifically convenience that involves delivery. They'll pay up, you know, 90% of your customers will pay more money if delivery is involved, but a very high percentage, like 70% of customers will just pay more for a better convenience solution. Example, go to a hotel, you got the mini bar in your hotel room, you got the soda machine just down the hall, soda machine sodas are $3, mini bar sodas are $10. And every morning, they're restocking the mini bar with more sodas. It's just more convenient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. So anyway, I can go on and on. I can go on and on. No, that's great. No, I appreciate you uh, sharing all that kind of free information out there. So great tips. Definitely, uh, we'll put in the show notes all the links to your website and your social profiles. Well, thank you. So again, Shep, thank you again. Uh, I wish you uh, best of luck in, in 2020. And hopefully, you'll get some more time to play guitar. and, and uh, Maybe piano too. Well, thank you very much and, and, and wishing the best for you and everybody who's watching and listening today. Thank you. Great. Thanks, man. You have been listening to the Conversations That Matter podcast by Unifor. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast player and rate and review to enable us to create relevant and valuable content for your business. If you'd like to learn more about conversational service automation, visit unifor.com. Have a great day.